Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. Yeah, and it, you can cherry-pick the best people to come to you. Based exactly. And their enthusiasm. And so, exactly. Uh, that's a great advantage for you. It's basically you're running a uh, constant recruiting program for the best and brightest people <laughs> to grow your business. Sure, so sure. When they catch on fire, they catch on fire for you. And so mm-hmm. tell me how you got your best person. How I got my best person. Or one of your best. Let's not insult, but uh, some of your best people. So, you know, you can tell me two or three of your Yeah, best. so one of them is actually our current salesperson or head of sales. Yeah. and. This guy was actually my first one-on-one student. And there is a big lesson in this because he was struggling to grow his business. But what we found out after a while is he doesn't really want to have business. He would be much better to be entrepreneur within a business. Ah. I know that some people want to have business to have a business, but some people are not meant for this, honestly. Yeah. And so this person, I just said, hey, do you want to work for us? First, he started setting appointments. Then he grew to be at sales. He got really good at it. Now he is head of sales. So he's my best because, again, coming back to what we've discussed, Larry, hard worker, showing up, willing to go the extra mile, willing to learn as much as possible. These people I love. Plus, big plus is he basically invested in himself before we hired him, which shows me he wants it. When people invest in themselves, it's amazing. Now, when you say invest in himself, what does that mean? So basically, he invested in the one-on-one coaching with me. Even before we started working together, he continues investing in programs to get better at his craft. And this is to me big because that truly means he's committed. Some people don't even invest hundred dollars in themselves to get better. Yeah. yeah. And so... Uh... How much was he investing? Back then, when you started your first one-on-one coaching, you probably had people go through a gut check about, you know, I'm going to charge people. How much should I charge? Nobody will buy this or that. How did you get your fees down and uh, work through that in your mind? How much was he investing in himself to get in? Yeah, so he was first student. He got the cheapest. $250 an hour was my initial. So $250 for hour of my time was the initial fee it's because I was selling back then four calls package. So I wanted to charge thousand dollars for the package. Yeah. And so talk about that. What do you mean? Explain that to me. So basically, rather than saying hour at a time, which people can buy hour and they are gone, right. yeah. I would rather sell them package to have the relationship longer, of course. Right. So I would package it. Hey, you will get four calls within this package and the price for this is only thousand dollars. So to make sure that they pay more, of course, but at the same time, we work longer rather than one of our consultation. Now, that time, did you have your videos or did you start making the videos? When did you start making the videos that they could access in between? Oh, yes. That started quite a few months later. So the wow. one-on-ones were just a call. But as we started to launch the group calls, that was when we started the course. So we created six-week course that they can watch in their own time. Uh Uh-huh. And so the people who did the six-week course 
Were they also signing up for the 90-day package? Yeah, basically how we now still have it is they go through the 90 days and those who want to continue, they can renew or they can apply for a one-on-one. So we still do one-on-one at a much higher rate and that's only for five people a month. Uh Uh-huh. And so how does that package, what is that package up to now? So the package is now for six calls for 90 days working together. It's $15,000. $15,000 and they get access to your course too, right? Yeah, of course. But mainly they're paying for the time together. But that's only five people, right? Yes. But do you sell the core? I mean, but you have a lower, you say you have a lower tier group call, but they get access to the course too, right? Exactly. So we have to walk you through it. It's like the ladder or stairs. We have seven dollar program, which is just for people to get in, to get to know us. How much? How much? Seven. Just $7. Super simple. Just to get the food in the door. Then we have $1,500. So some people go from the seven to $1,500. Then from $1,500, we have $5,000. And then we have $15,000 to one-on-one. So that way we can accommodate super beginners, a little more advanced, advanced, and almost the top people. Why do people continue to come back? Like if I've got a business and I'm selling clothing or something, or I've got a new fitness product or a golf product, sales are going nowhere. So we, I get on a program with you and it seems like after 90 days, if it works, I've got ideas and now I'm back to my business. Why do people continue to, how have you found people will continue to come back and stay with yeah. you? What percentage, yeah. if 50 people go through a group course at the end of 90 days, how many people are going to continue to go yeah. again and again? Yeah, usually the reason is this, and I had just today, I onboarded another one-on-one. This guy came to us, I think it was a year ago, and he bought the lowest program. He got to one, $2,000 a month, so get something going. So yeah. he upgraded. Then he got to $10,000 a month. So he upgraded again. So it's almost people want to get to next level because we help people get to the next level, whatever it means. And as they're getting success with the program they bought, they're almost like, hey, I want more access to Vash. I want to go faster. So they upgrade to get to the next level. So people upgrade anytime they kind of hit their first goal and want to go to the next level. That's usually what happens. Now, what happens is that all as your staff grows, are you turning over doing these calls and this training or are you people always give the training from you? Yes. So in the 1500 program and lower, there is more calls from our head coach. So who I've trained, but it's not me anymore. And so basically as they upgrade, one of the things they want is more access to me. So for the higher programs, it's with me with the low programs is our head coach. Yeah, very good. Now, how has this expanded? One of the great things about success and achievements is that we don't think about until it happens is Mm -hmm. it's like climbing a mountain. You don't really think about the views and everything that much because you can only imagine it's going to be great up there. But there's certain things you realize when you're on the top of the mountain And it opens up doors to you. You realize you've convinced yourself 
how you can do that you can do it. You've learned skills, techniques. Maybe you've never climbed this high before. You to do pull that off. You got ask specific questions to people that have done it before, and they've shown you things you wouldn't have ever even bothered to ask before. You got equipment, and now your fitness is improved. Now you're looking out there and you see that oh, there's other bigger mountains out here. One of the things about running through the finish line with your head up is to look for the things that are the other side of the finish line. When you broke through to a level, million dollar income, $10 million income, your volumes go to a hundred million. And once you do that, you move yourself into an elite category where opportunities are available. They're only available to people that have done those things. And so how did you continue to expand this thing and what kind of awards have come your way and experiences, let's say, and introductions and relationships came to you that's kind of positioning yourself for even greater growth? Yes. So I believe first thing is that now it's more about love for the game rather than the money. When I started, it was money, get my needs done, help my family get the toys <laughs> that yeah. I wanted. But then you get to a point where if you do it solely for the money, I think you will quit. I think is no longer motivating you because your needs are met. Right. So I really fall in love with the coaching. That's why I dedicate most of my time to it because I truly do it for the love of the game, we could say. Yeah. Right. And so that's the first thing. So I always aim high, but because it's just like, I want to win the championship, like in a basketball game, for example. And then the opportunities, for example, I now work with a few people who are on the front page of Forbes in Europe. So I started to work more with more exclusive people, which of course brings a lot of reputation gain, I would say. So that's been quite great opportunities. And now it's just about helping more people, honestly, Larry helping more people, so scale, but at the same time, also helping more top and exclusive people in the industry. And so you have spoken to, you got invited to share your story to crowds of up to 5,000 people. Is that right? Yes. I spoke on stages as well. I've been to multiple podcasts. So yeah, it opens doors. I believe once we become valuable, the marketplace will reward it. Now, is that, you know, you're a guy who talks on Zoom <laughs> inside your house, inside your cave, and then you go out and now it's like your success is pulling you out into the world. What was it like to go and speak to 5,000 people? Was that something you had to get yourself work through in your mind or was there some a little bit of fear a little bit of uh, nervousness in your stomach what was that about first because i visualized it so many times before uh, <laughs> that one day i will speak on stages so it felt much more natural that it wasn't like something total in you because i've experienced it in my head like a sports I'm people visualizing and then before that there was this feeling that i think most people have for the first time but again there is not big difference between being nervous and excitement, except of the label we give it. So I was like, that's not, I'm nervous. It was like, I'm just excited. And all of a sudden it lost its weight and I just went and I believe I did a great job. What was the first thing you said when you got on stage? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> 
<laughs> I used to always tell people before they went out on stage, especially people who weren't used to doing this, like fire bullets, not blanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know even what that means, but anyway, that seemed to make, okay, I'm not going to just go out there and I'm going to say something, you know, that has some import to it. But the other thing is great thing is to tell yourself when you go walk out on a stage, especially to people who are not, I don't know who you are. Tell yourself, smile. Because as they see you walk up there on the set, a smiling person says confidence. It says like, they're excited to be here. They got something to tell me that's going to be good. I'm going to pay attention. They're happy to be here. That sets the stage for me to be happy to listen. But if you go up there and you've got this frumpy look in your face and you're worried and you got a wrinkle in your forehead, you've got to overcome yourself and the bad mood you created just by your body language, you know? So if you're in a strange situation, it's like the more you're nervous, if you get in that, you're called on to do like uh bashes, <laughs> just be bold, be smile and say, this is going to be great. Yeah. Uh, start with a bang, find something you could talk to, thank them, ask them a question. You know, you could ask them questions to the crowd. What's the most important thing you're looking for here? Have you got what you're looking for yet this morning? Well, maybe we'll get something you get you're super excited about now. You somehow get a conversation going with the crowd right from the beginning. But you talked about the toys. When you got started, what was your motivated, uh, specifically your motivation when you got started that drove you to keep doing these things? And when did you start giving yourself some of those rewards? Yeah, so first thing was, I was living away from my ex-girlfriend back then, so I would have to fly to her. So one of the goal was to secure ourselves, to have good life, so we don't need to live month apart, away from each other. So yeah. that was big motivation. I also wanted to give back to... Where did she live? So I was studying in England, and she ah. was back home in Czech Republic, so I would be flying every month. Where in England? Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. So basically that was that. And so there was first motivation. Then my family, I want to give them back. And then it was investing back in myself. So first year I made maybe $100,000 profit, even more, but everything went back to this. I didn't buy anything flashy, but I was pouring money back in me, more coaching, more access, more seminars, just to get better, faster, do more, more, more. And that was the trend. And I think first reward was the Rolex watch I bought. It was probably my first kind of, yeah, this is my toy. And then I bought myself car. So these were kind of... What kind of car? What kind of car? I have Mercedes, the sports AMG. Ah, AMG, speed. Yeah. (laughs) Very exciting. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealamwinning.com. Thanks for listening.